Runsack, Staffordshire and Cheshire, the show for news, features, reviews and all things running in your local area. Welcome to episode 28 of Runsack, Staffordshire and Cheshire. I'm Andy Vickerman. And I'm Gareth Copley-Jones. Yeah, and this is your local running news. We've got a guest again tonight, mate. We have Mick Hall of Mick Hall Photos. Yes, um, he's, he's, he's waiting in the wings. He is, yeah, he's not here, he's not saying hello. But we will be speaking to him through the course of this podcast. Uh, so how are things in New Zealand? I nearly said Australia. Yeah, don't say Australia. That's an awful place, Australia. Um, <laughs> New, New Zealand, the country Australia could have been, that's why I always say. Um, it's, it's pretty amazing, right? It's, um, we, it's got a bit busy. Um, they've started playing cricket. Uh, and they're playing every other day, so it's sort of play a game of cricket, fly somewhere, play another game of cricket, fly somewhere. So it's all a bit frantic, but um, we are getting to see some lovely places. So we're in Wellington at the weekend, and um, we're now in Nelson. I've never been to Nelson before. It's the top of the South Island. It is, yeah, I'm, I'm moving here. I was moving to Christchurch last, last week, but I've decided, no, change my <laughs> mind. I'm moving to Nelson. It's amazing. It's yeah, so how big how big is it? Put it into perspective for us. How big is Nelson? Smallish town. It's got it's got a suburb called Stoke. Uh, oh, you Yeah, that's got a brewery. I ran down there uh, today. Not to the brewery, but yeah, to Stoke. The brewery's um, not called Titanic, is it? No, no. <laughs> There's no plum porter. Yeah, that Ian Crawley's not coming down. Um, yeah, um, yeah. He's he's. It's a biggish town. It's not that big, uh, you know. It, but it is beautiful. Um, um, mountains. Uh, I ran up to the viewpoint yesterday and looked out on it all. There's like um, there's a beach and snow-capped mountains, you know. So you can just imagine. But yeah, it is amazing. But yeah, I've been doing a bit of thinking on my run. Um, you know, we, we're always banging on about facilities and stuff like that to get people more involved in sport, and. The, the, New Zealand is probably the most sportiest nation out there. It's probably more sporty than Australia. Um, and they don't have facilities. They just have space. You know, <laughs> so they're just... They, but it's as daft as it seems. They've just got green space, which they maintain. Why Why can't we do that in England? You know, we've got all these... Like, where we live in Stoke-on-Trent, we've got all these disused factories. Why not somebody just go, let's just do something radical. Let's knock down McGuinness's. And just lawn it, and just make a big park where you can run round, you can cycle round, you can take the kids. It's a play area. There's no fancy bloody climbing walls and things like that, and indoor things that cost money to run. Just give people space, and they'll use it. Because the weather in New Zealand isn't that different from England, you know. So, so is it is it jumpers for goalposts and wheelie bins for cricket then? Yeah. Just wheel in, like, yeah, they're just, yeah, they, they, you know, they don't need, you know, set, you know, net areas, you know, for the cricket with plastic mats and stuff like that. They just maintain stuff properly and look after it. Um, yeah, and just have space and don't build things on it and don't have countless, re- these retail parks, but they don't <laughs> have a retail park in every corner. So why we can't just have a bit of, you know, so yeah, I've been running for. I've been so running anyway, for the Commons. I've been running loads, forty miles a yeah. week. Um, Good. Did yeah. you find another park run? 
oh, do you, do you? <laughs> so I did, yeah, I did, no, I did the same park run again. And I tried to run quicker. And when I stopped my watch, I thought I'd run a second quicker. And then when the result came through, I ran the exact same time to the second than I did the previous week. 20 minutes, oh. seven seconds, twice in a row. They call it Groundhog Day, apparently, in Park Run, run World. But, yeah, so exactly. Are you, are you happy with that, then, or do you, um, were you a bit disappointed? Well, I'm happy with the unique danger of running the same time <laughs> twice. But, no, I am, because I had done a bit of... I had done a session. It's hard to do sessions out here because you just want to get out and run around. But I had done a session, so I'm hoping to get quicker. And I'm getting the miles on my legs, so I will be getting quicker. I will be maintaining the speed and the load and stuff. But, uh, but yeah, I did have five pints of book binder the night before. So I am <laughs> I am relatively happy with it. because Hopefully uh, yeah. your wife doesn't listen to this then, eh? <laughs> no, she can't stand listening Blame to me. Yes, yes, I had a few beers the night before. So, hence, yeah. So, I've got another park run to do somewhere else in Napier uh, on Saturday and see how we go there. Um, yeah. But, right. but, yeah, it was good. Yeah, there was the old boy out there, you know, New Zealand's equivalent to Bill Barker giving everyone race tips and he uh, does call it race tips. Uh, <laughs> and, yeah, telling people how to overtake people and, uh, you know, um, how not to uh, yeah, start a race and uh, just go for it from the start and that. But, yeah, he was there. can't remember his name. Lovely man. Um, yeah, yeah, but no, it was good, mate. Great what stuff. you been up to? You've been... Well, thank... Yeah, yeah. Well, thank... thanks for lending your time on a, probably a sunny morning. Um, what have I been up to? Well, I've not been very well, actually. I've had that man flu. Oh, so I've literally only... I've ran 12 miles and two of them was to get to Portland because I was run director. Um... I've done a walk up the road queues and I've done timing at Flying Fox and then other than that I've been pretty boring. So yeah, I'd love to tell you all the things that I've done like you've just told us, but yeah, it's been quite a boring week, I'm sorry. So Gareth, what have we got on this week's show? Oh, this week we've got us news, we've got the reviews, we've got the results, we've got a feature and I understand our guest has just arrived. So, uh, hello Mick. I'm very good, very good. Um, so we've got Mick on, and uh, what else have we got? We've got, um, we've got a Facebook question from last week. We've got the fixtures, and we've got a competition. So let's crack on. Okay, it's time for this week's news. Now, we've got a few things to talk about this week, haven't we? It's been a busy old weekend. So where should we start? Um, well, Elaine Statham's done it again. She's set a new record in the, um, the F75 um, category. She's she... becoming the most spoken about lady on this podcast, Elaine Statham. I know, but <laughs> do you remember poor old Daniel Cliff? He do not get mentioned at all these days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah, she's, she's, she's set a new North Staff's five-mile record. Of forty nine uh, sixteen, which is sharp, isn't it? Yeah, for five miles. It is, yeah. Seventy five, yeah, yeah. And we we're sorry to give you the Daniel Cliff curse, Elaine, but um, yeah, obviously you won't break another record ever again. Uh, right, what else we got? So um, the Halloween Hellraiser that was cancelled, as we said last week, it has been rearranged for the nineteenth of January, which obviously means it's not the Halloween Hellraiser anymore. So it is now. The Hellraiser. 
Um, Gold team, they've got another Couch to 5K uh, course coming up. Uh, it starts tomorrow, so it's that. It depends when you're listening to this podcast, but it's starting this week. Um, so it's at Chatley Whitfield this week, but they do got on the move. So um, get onto their Facebook and see where they are each week. And, uh, you know, like I, me and Andy do a lot of the Couch to 5K stuff, you know. So if you've missed the first week, don't worry about it, you know getting on the second week just start doing it if you're interested if you've got friends that are interested so yeah look them up yeah i might join after my week this week um and the staffordshire amateur athletics association championships it's a mouthful uh they have drawn to a conclusion so the winners of the 10k this year were felix mcgar and becky do you know how to say it what I've been going to the club four years at Newcastle and I still can't perfect it. But yeah, Becky. Yeah, I do apologise, Becky, but yeah, congratulations. Was very fast running, the Becky. Ten mile, yeah, the 10 mile went to Matthew Orford and Callie Butler of Birchfield. The half marathon to Daniel Saltis and Michelle Buckle. Was that at your race, Mick? Was that the half, the half marathon and leap? I think it will have been, wasn't it? <laughs> Yeah, and the 20 mile went to Phil Hillsden and Anna Hollingworth. Have we got any other news, mate? Unfortunately not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm living on the other side of the world at the moment. I, mean, I did. How dare you? I did. I, did. I, th- I think you should tell people about the news of um, where, where you've been today or where you're actually staying. I'm staying on Vickerman Street. It's highly amusing, isn't it? Yeah, I, I will send a picture of me coming back in off my run, looking a bit hot and sweaty, spotting my Movember moustache um, with the Vickerman Street sign. Yeah, someone Vickerman Street. So, the, yeah, the, bo- the boss is the, the boss is always looking over me. <laughs> Who'd have thought with a quirky name like mine, there was a place with a street name after? Do, do you know what's down the road yeah. as well? There's a suburb. There's a suburb of Nelson called Stoke. Yeah. <laughs> there's no Newcastle. There's there. no Newcastle. There's a Stoke down the road. No. It's got a brewery out, but there's no plum party. Yeah. Good stuff. Well, uh, yeah, that's your news brought to you by Runsack, Staffordshire, and Cheshire. It's time for this week's results. So we're a bit thin on the ground this week. Mick, are you still I'm here, there? yeah. Have you got the show notes with you yes. or not? Yeah. So, do you want to tell us who's won the Tatton 10K this well, last week? That's because it's a difficult name, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I just call him Mo. I, I do know him. He has won me before now, yeah. But it's Tatton 10K. Mo, have you? That's near enough, isn't it? He's a lovely lad, yeah. 38 and he won for Altingham. Uh, 30 18, he won that in. And in, oh, that's the time. And Kirsty Longley, um, 1985. from Pembroke and Liverpool and Pembroke, and she won in oh, she right, won yeah. in 34 28. Fantastic, and 795 finishes. That's a running off, but on the Third, so the following was, day 
was the half marathon. It was the half marathon as well. And there was 981 finishes in there. And again. And he went and did it again, didn't he? So yeah. Mo won it again in one hour and seven minutes, 59 seconds. So not only did he run 30 minutes for a 10K, he ran the half marathon in one hour and seven minutes. 24 hours later, yeah. yeah. Fantastic, that is. He's just lucky we weren't running, wasn't yeah. he? <laughs> <laughs> and then Margaret Beaver, she won in one hour, 27.42. And go on then, Gareth. We were not forgetting Oh, you. no, no. Uh, the Flying Fox, 10. I, I, I apologise last... Like, I do listen back to the show, and I keep saying 10K last week, so I apologise. Yeah, the Flying Fox, 10. There was 248 runners in that. It was won by... Uh, Craig P- Pillsbury uh, uh, in 55.48. That's very quick. And for the girls, Kelly Butler, Birchwood Harriers in 63 and one second. Yeah, you know, there was 248 runners who thought they were running a 10K. Sorry, I apologise <laughs> for that. <laughs> and that's your results. Look out for the fixtures later in the show. Right, it's time for this week's review. So we've got a couple again. Um, do you want to start off with Ian's first? Yes, uh, Ian, as promised, he was going to do a book review uh, on these Finding Gobi by uh, Dion Leonard. It's, uh, it's our first book review. So, yeah, thank you very much, Ian. Uh, true story about Dion, who was from Australia, but currently residing in Edinburgh. He's taken part in some of the world's toughest races, in, the world, in some of the most inhospitable places, including the Mouth and Sablers, twice across South Africa's Kalahari Desert, 250 kilometres. The book te- tells us about his entry into the Gobi Desert Ultra event in 2016, where he was, where he was adopted by a stray dog named Gobi. A stray dog named Gobi. The dog joined him for the start of the second day. <laughs> and for a 23-mile run, seemed rather attracted in his bright yellow trainer coverings. Seemingly, she ran for 77 miles, 77 miles of the 155-mile race, sleeping in his tent, sharing his food supplies. I'm like, if I was running a race this long, I wouldn't be sharing my food supplies with a dog. Uh, <laughs> Pink, and he carried the dog through some of the most challenging water hazards. The first part of the book deals with this and Dion's youth and upbringing down under and how these events helped shape his ultra-running personality and developed into. During the run, Dion pledged to bring little dog back home to Edinburgh. For the final two-thirds of the book, it deals with his efforts to do that. No spoilers but it's a straightforward experience. It's a great read, very easy to get into. Sections of the Gobi Desert are a real insight into the mindset of an athlete taking part in a multi-day ultra event. The race etiquette involved, such as letting the leader maintain the lead as if they go off course, they have to come back. Also, the story is about finding the joy of running the joy in running, and in this case, through the eyes of a small blonde dog. <laughs> Look it up, it's worth it. And there's a, they do a kids' version with pictures, 
So I assume Ian read the kids' version. But yes, yes, so no. <laughs> yeah, give me a pop-up, pop-up book. Pop-up book, yeah, there was a pop-up. Um, but yeah, no, it sounds a cracking read, that, yeah. Yeah, through the eyes of a dog. Good stuff. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, thanks for that, Ian. Next up, we've got Glenn Baddeley. So, Glenn has got, as the traffic goes past on Veckerman Street, um, Glenn Baddeley has said, Review for Flying Fox 10 Miles, Sunday the 3rd of November. I've just got back from running this race for the first time. <laughs> Coincidentally, it is also the first time with a new course from previous years. The race includes the runner's yearly programme and is also and is run by Stonemaster Marathoners. The venue is well signposted from the major routes in and parking with easy, within easy walking distance provided and well marshalled. The race HQ was adequate, adequate and refreshments available both before and after the event. Pre and post race video was also available if required. Toilets were available outside, but the queue meant I had to use cubicle three in the local field. The course details, rules, safety and accreditation details were located inside race HQ, where numbers, timing chips and on-the-day entries were being processed. The course itself is two different loops around Standon Village, and is not a PB course due to hills. Course directors call this type of course undulating. It is, however, a good test for runners' ability on country lanes. Most of the surface was smooth. There were sections where water was standing from the recent rain. Outside, some farm's residual mud made the surface greasy. The race started on time. All possible areas in navigating covered by the cheery marshals and had a water station just after halfway. There were also race photographs being taken at different locations. Um, (laughs) (laughs) When reaching the finish, the runners got a shout out over a loudspeaker, and all finishers received a goodie bag with sweets, beer, or liquor's aid. There was also drinks, biscuits to aid recovery. Real-time live screens were available so runners could view the results before leaving. All in all, a very professionally run race, Stone Master Marathoners and all marshals should be very proud of themselves. Thanks for that review, Glenn. Glenn was actually our winner last week, so it shows that you can win stuff through this podcast. So it's always worth listening right to the end. What do you think of that, Gareth? Yeah, it's the people that don't listen to the podcast right to the end. Uh, no, it's great. I've run the Flying Fox um, for 10 miles a few times. It's, it's one of my favourites. Yeah. It's good because like you, if you've been keeping up with your fitness all year round, you know, done all the summer races and whatever, um, you normally run your best at the Flying Fox if you've managed to keep injury-free. So, yeah, no, it's a cracker. Good stuff. Uh, what about you? Uh, Mick, you were there on the day. Right. You um, saw obviously all the runners go past. Uh, yeah, event, I always enjoy the Flying Fox. I think it's a, it's a great event. Got a good feel to it and well organised. Yeah, nice, so, yeah. Nice. so well yeah, done to Stone. Yeah. Okay, it's time for this week's feature. So we've got a bit of um, more running running royalty joining oh, us tonight. God. We have, <laughs> we've got uh, Mick Hall of Mick Hall Photos and the organiser of many numerous events around the area. How I'm you all right, Mick? thank you, Andrew. Yourself? Yeah, good. Um, 
Yeah, well, thanks for joining us. Yeah, anyway, pleasure. for people who only see you be, uh, the other side of a lens, tell us a little bit about yourself. Myself, yes. So, yeah. I'm uh, long side of 50. <laughs> uh, married <laughs> with two daughters. One of them is a very keen runner, Laura. She runs for Stone Master Marathons with me, Sonny. Okay, Sonny right. Moore. So, uh, yeah. That's it. I used to be a runner. I used to run uh, uh, Trentham in the day, and uh, that's Morlands. Fantastic. Where do you I live in Cheddleton now? You live in Cheddleton, right? Okay, so he's a local lad. He's entitled to be on Runster. Yes. Uh, go on, then. You, you alluded to a little bit about your uh, running. So you said you ran for Trentham and Staff yes. Morlands. Tell us a bit about what you used to do as a runner then. What, what kind of well, races did you do? What kind of times? Uh, I think when did you stop running? All 36 kind of minutes for 10k a long time ago. Fantastic. Uh, one, 118 for half marathon, again, a long time ago. Uh, <laughs> 315 for marathon. Um, that's, well, yeah, I used to do mainly road races and uh, trails. I used to like doing yeah. trails. Wish I was running now because there's a lot more trails now and people seem to be going more for yeah. trails and stuff like now. But it does. Well, we know, we know what Yeah, we all know what that is. But road races are harder and harder to put on, as we all get to talk to you about later. Uh, so, why did you stop running? I just got injured. I just got injured, that? really. Hip injury, which just wouldn't go away. And I can still run in it now if I wanted to, but I'd be in agony tomorrow, yeah. <laughs> kind of thing. The. So what do you do now? You do a bit of cycling? I do a bit of cycling when I've got a chance. I haven't done it for about two months now because I've been in and out of the country. (laughs) A bit like Gareth. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah. These photographers. In and and out of the country. I've been uh, (laughs) the last month I've been to Barcelona, to Dublin. Oh, where else have I been? So this this is with the photos? Yeah. As well as having my own uh, website and company, if you want to call it a company. Yeah. Uh, I also subcontract for the bigger companies who do the the big races. Amsterdam, that was the other place I'd been. Amsterdam Marathon, uh, Manchester. Manchester. So, I know that you're well travelled, then. So you you've got on the circuit with all the other photographers. Um, but tell tell us a little bit about Michael photos. He's, you see, we see you all. Yeah, I mean place. that's that, that's come on. How how did that all start? I mean, I just started doing that? a few photos when I first got injured at Trenton. Really, first started doing right, a few okay. photos, and then other people, other people, mainly for the club, for the website, for the club, and then other people started oh, asking, "Oh, can we have one? Can you do us some photos? When you do it, can you do us a few photos and all that?" So it started coming a bit more like that, and then. Just to cover the costs of the website, really, we just started charging a few quid, yeah. like, and, and then it just, and then it just evolved, evolved from that, really. Um, but, but three or four years ago, which was really when it really kicked off, is well, obviously when I got cancer, uh, and um, yeah. I, I decided after I got after I had the cancer, <laughs> I didn't really want to go back to work because I wasn't enjoying the work at the time, so. So the better half okay. said to me, "Why don't you have a go at doing it, doing your photography full time?" And, and that's what right, I do so, now. So it snowballed from there. So that was three or four years ago. 
Uh, I want to talk to you a little bit about your um, about your cancer when we talk about the events. Yeah, that's fine. But um, but uh, yeah. So how many events now are you up to? Because you oh. seem to be here, there, and everywhere. Like you've oh, I mean, I've got a good crew, crew of lads now who work part time for me, subcontract, so we can. Some weekend we do seven up to seven events on a weekend. And busy wow. all year all all year round. From January to end of October, November. Yeah. Fantastic. And is it is it providing a body? Yeah, I'm, I'm doing alright. Um, I, I, I wish you wish you'd done it years ago now, but <laughs> 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 Fantastic. Great stuff. I, obviously I won't I won't publish this to the tax man, but <laughs> no, no. Um so how many times would you say you get away a year then with the, with the photographing? You said you've been away a few times well, recently. Well, about 10 to 15 times a year I go aboard, yeah. Amazing, amazing, wow. Who would have thought, yeah. eh? Almost um, a good, almost so, a good yeah, doing another, cricket. Another thing that you're doing... Yeah, the cricket's not all it's cracked doing... up to be. I'm, I'm listening <laughs> quietly, looking at some mountains in Nelson. <laughs> another thing that you do... You, you're like me, you've got plenty of irons in the fire. Another thing that you do is um, the laser radio. Yeah. So, um, the Leakin Staffordshire... Leakin Surrounding Area... Leakin Surrounding Area Radio. Ah, uh, right, okay. So, it's called Mick on Monday, Monday, yeah. Being on I, know today. I had a little listen earlier. Um, I was asked... Go on, tell us a little bit about that and how well, you got that. Well, I was asked... Uh, the, the, the guy who uh, runs it, really, John Barrett... Um, he drinks in the same pub as I drink, <laughs> and he got talking to me one night. And he used to do a bit of running, John did. He's done a marathon or two and uh, done a few okay. things. And he yeah. says, well, "Why don't you come in once, once a month to, to just do this, um, uh, talk a bit about running and what's going on in the area and, and who's doing what and whatever, and play a bit of music." So I got trained up and did it. And then he said, after the third week, he says, "I don't want you to do it once a month. I want you to do it once." Now it's so good, so uh, <laughs> so yeah. So that's what we do every every week, except when I'm away, right? you know, and I have to get cover, cover and that. But mainly, make on make on Monday, and it's it's getting better every week. It's uh, great stuff. So, how would people find you then? What's the easiest way? Well, to, if they search on Facebook, on if they search on Facebook for Make on Monday, there's a link on there because it's a the link and surrounding area. It's not like one you can just go to the radio and put on. It's a, an internet radio. So it's an internet-based yeah. radio. So um, yeah, so just either do that or just search, search for L A S A R, um, and that'll yeah. take you to it. And it just on the button on the on the larger site and listen to what's what's on. And I'm on. And I'm on every Monday. Two till four. Two till four. Yeah. yeah. Two till four on a Monday. Yeah. Look up Mick on Monday. <laughs> Uh, right. Anyway, so on to the events. Now you, you're becoming quite an, an established uh, event organizer now. So, what was the first event that you organized? Well, that's the, the baby, uh, Meerbrook. Meerbrook. So that's your local area. Um, how many years have you been doing that now? I think. I think. Five, six, I think seven? it's twelve years now. Twelve. Twelve wow. years. Yeah. Crikey. And you've seen um Quite a good field every well, year. Well, really, had, had, the, the competition is always. Um, I mean, hard. the ladies' record holder is Gemma Steele. Fantastic. Who, yeah. was oh, in, who, who, who went up? I mean, yeah. before she, 
she's found provenance. She's ran for England. She's won the European Cross Country Championships. Uh, and then Andy Jones, who's got the men's record. I mean, I don't know if, yeah. I don't know if Gareth ran the course or if you've ran the course. Ever. I've never ran me a Brookmick. It's on a Saturday in the summer, which yeah. makes it difficult. But yeah, I'd love to Cricket. run it. And it's, uh, well, it's a very hilly course. Um, but Andy Jones, who now lives in Qatar, of all places, Andy, but, but he's a, yeah. a prolific runner. And he's done 48 minutes on there. Uh, one year, three Kenyans came along in a mini, in a mini bus, three Kenyans. And Andy beat them all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> His motto is go hard or yeah, go home. Yeah. And, and, Andy, yeah. Andy, Andy's done like 48 minutes of 10K, which is astounding because yeah. it's, 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 it's well worth over 10 mile run because of the hardness of the course. So, yeah. yeah. So, that was my first race. Right. So, what did we move on to after so that? What did we move on to after that? We moved on to <laughs> the Stone, really. That was the only race I organised yeah. for a long time with me. And then... Um, after I'd got the cancer, I decided I wanted to put something back to all the people who supported me and helped me. Can, so can I just go off subject? Can I just go off subject for one minute, one, one, about... one minute, Andrew, about the cancer? Can yeah, I just okay, go off subject one, one second? Yeah. yeah. Sure, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I haven't said this before, but I want, I want to say this. Uh, when I had the cancer... I mean, this is a story, but it's but it's not a very long one, so don't worry. Uh, on, <laughs> on the mor- on the morning I, I was going my first chemo, I got to the yeah. I got to the hospital and there was a a great big basket waiting for me of all like fruit in it and a voucher for tea rooms in Newcastle, and that had been donated by the um, local running community. Oh, wow, I think um, Ruth, um, who used to run for Newcastle. Ruth EJ, and she, yeah. she'd had cancer. I think she'd yeah, gone yeah. round and got everybody from the park run to donate and everything. And, and I've never had a chance to publicly thank everybody, so I'd just like to take that opportunity now to, to thank you. Fantastic. Well, and, yeah. Well, thanks for doing it on this. Yeah, I, I agree. Tell us a little bit about what um, what it was like, mate. And I don't want you to go No, I mean, it was just like... It was just like... I don't know if anybody knows about lymphoma. Lymphoma is like... A, basically a blood cancer and it affects the your glands your glands and my, it can affect you under your arms back of your neck or on your chest and in my case it was in, uh, on my chest and the only reason they found out I'd got it is because I went in for something else I'd had a bit of water water infection um, so they did a, a scan and he found out he saw these glands up there and referred me to a colleague and then Two days later, I'm having my first chemo. <laughs> basically, amazing, amazing. And then, and um, then six. And how long? How long? Did um, that, was I had that to go then? every two weeks for six months. Fantastic. And and then, um, what happened at the end? Then? Tell us, tell us the outcome. They just uh, get, like did did another, did another body scan, and it's all all clear now. So, hopefully, touch wood. Great. We're going to stay like that. Fantastic. So, <laughs> I mean. Was that was that about three years about ago? About three now? years ago, yeah. About three years ago. So that's what led you, as you said to a little bit earlier, led you to setting up the stone race. And that, is that a, is that a charity? Yeah, event, yeah. Well, I mean, it's hundred percent. Yeah. We don't make. I don't. I don't take any money out of it at all. Um, yeah. A lot of the suppliers and that also 
don't charge me. Like the the metal people only charge me at trade price. The tanning company, yeah, not yours, unfortunately. But um, <laughs> FR FR only pay a minimal fee, and yeah, it's great. Yeah, and we also we Fantastic. have a big uh, raffle, and there's a buffet, book three buffet afterwards. So yeah, it's a great night. I mean. You, you fantastic. Well, I urge, I, I mean, it always sells out, doesn't it? So, I urge anybody who is it, is it about June time that you do it? May, 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 May the 20th yeah. next year. Look out for it and get always sells out. I'm sure you'll and be, then, I'm sure you'll be mentioning it again for me. Oh, I well, will do. Yeah, and then, then from there, um, after Stone, we, we got offered the leak off, yeah, um, which, which I did a, as a bit of a, a joint enterprise with. Another person who's been on your show, Ken Rushton. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So me and Ken put on this leak off because Staff Morland, for whatever reason, decided they couldn't do it anymore. Manpower or they didn't want to do it. Well, I'm not really sure, but anyway, we got we did that, and we've um, it's been going. We've got our third year this year, so and yeah. it's going well. It, Leak's good. I mean, you do the timing. Yeah, you've been there. It's a cracking race as well, isn't it? I mean, I've I've done it once in the past, and the route is so hard, but it's so rewarding. And I think just the the facilities around the start and the finish, with the park, and then there was a fun run this year, and the swimming pool. I thought it's it's a fantastic little setup that there was around there. Um, so yeah, well done, Mick. I think you've you've got a, a good little race there. And um, then and then from there, again. Uh, we took on the same time as his seven because Janine and Stewart from Cheadle Running Club they organised it for a few years. Few years. It was Mark Charlton who also runs for Stone uh, when his children because the funds go to help the school at St Thomas's. Mm-hmm. Not not all the money we make goes there, but a good portion of it. We also support the local church there with with, with funds. So. Yeah, yeah, that's a nice circle day, St. Thomas seven. Again you went you were chipping it for the yeah. first Yeah. Best best local loot as well, I'd say that has. Got oak, hey. oak cakes. Oak long cakes, yeah. T shirt and a medal, didn't it? That's year, so yeah. Yeah, long 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 sleeve technical T shirt. And uh, and uh, so that's that one. Yeah. And my new one, which I haven't run yet, but you know, you know, you know as much about this as I do. <laughs> yeah. So you're taking over <laughs> because it's your, it's your, it's yeah. your race, isn't it? Yeah. So you do, you get from next year, you're going to be bringing back the Kids Grove 10K. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I think you, we've entered. The, well, we're, we're having a separate men's and a separate yeah, um, ladies race. So so you can come and run and then support your spouse or or give some abuse or whatever you want to do. Um, and that that'll be early January, really. So, January the twelfth. Yeah. And I think so, the, the end. I mean, we were discussing this at the weekend. That the entries are doing quite well. So, if you want to be sure of getting in, my advice is to do it now. Yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Well, I, I think you've uh, explained your life from your early running career through to your your little Good. empire that you've got going now, uh, really well, Mick. So. Thanks for joining the show, and we're going to keep you online with us, so feel free to um, yes, in, interject throughout the show if you've got anything else you want to add. But yeah, no, thanks very do, much, yeah. mate. Thank you, mate. Thank you. No, guys. thank you, Mick. Sorry yeah. I stayed quiet during that. You know, I, he, Mick, <laughs> Mick does a fantastic job. 
What time is it over there now? It's, what time is it? It's 10 o'clock. It's about four hours after we started talking. <laughs> it's about 10 o'clock in the morning. Um, I've got, a, yeah, oh. it's, it's, it is very nice, yeah. But, you know, Mick's at all the races. He does a fantastic job. And I, I'm a photographer as well, but I couldn't do what Mick does. You know, like, you go on his web, um, his website, pictures of everybody there. You know, I'd, 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 I'd lose concentration or something like that, or go for a wonder. So yeah, no, it does a fantastic <laughs> job, Mick. Yeah, thank you guys. Me. Thank you guys. Yeah. I will. Hey. Hey. <laughs> what? Oh, I've that's only, the outside, I've only got it. Can I say something else? Are you going to... Um, Go on, yeah. Go on. Um, I, like, mix a photographer and, you know, it's not cheap being a photographer. You know, you have to pay all these lenses and stuff like that. So this might sound like a bit of a rant. And Mick can't do this rant because it's Mick. But, <laughs> but people who put pictures on Facebook and social media that haven't paid for the picture and they've just screen grabbed or downloaded the picture that says copyright on or marathonphotos.com or whatever stop bloody doing it and buy the photos you know the most of the t- i think make only charges a five for a, a download or something like that four, four pounds £4. fifty if you want in a nice picture just to say i ran the manchester marathon or i ran the potter's half or whatever just pay four pound fifty what is it it's a pint and a half a plum porter it's nothing so, you know, and he also does some fantastic prints if you want to do that. But if you just want a nice picture for your Facebook, you know, just pay the £4.50 and download it and stop sticking bloody pictures on your Facebook with marathon photos written on it. Yeah, so it really winds me up. I, w- I was in agreement with you until you said it's a pint and a half of plum porter. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree, though, yeah. Well, um, thanks very much again, Mick. Um, Thank you, guys. Yeah. Right, so this week's Facebook well, last week's Facebook question, this week's answers, uh, was uh, all about your top tips for maintaining your motivation as the dark nights are coming and whatever like that. And it gets a bit cold and a bit wet. Now, some people don't struggle with motivation because autumn in the sunshine is beautiful to run in. But if you're out working during the day and you're getting in at six and you're knackered, you know, trying to get out for a run is quite difficult. So I have taken on board some people's comments that do actually like to run in the win- autumn and the winter. And we all love to go into Silverdale Park and sort of on a bright, beautiful, crisp Sunday morning and have a run round. But sometimes that isn't always possible. So, yeah, so here's some top tips. Um, Ian, Ian yeah. Crawley, uh, he says it helps... If you're not an annoying sod, if you're an annoying sod who loves to run like me, um, now he's not for training. Now he's just running for giggles. Then when January rolls around, the mileage will creep up. So you, he's put Manchester Marathon, but yeah, you, when you, January comes around, um, you know, you, get, you start to get your miles in. So yeah, just, you know, enjoy, enjoy your running. Get to Christmas. Have a big blowout. And then, you know, head, head down. Well, no, keep your head up when you're running, but you, you know, bit of 
get get into it again in January, proper you know, like proper training. But yeah, just enjoy your running, Ian says. Yeah, well, um, actually, you described me before when you were doing the um, introduction. There, uh, this time of year, with me, I work four long days, so I go to I go to work in the dark and come home in the dark um, for four days in a week. I do have a proper job for anybody that uh, doesn't didn't realise that. Um, so yeah, four days of my week is uh, very difficult for me to find the motivation to run. So this pod, this um, Facebook question is specifically aimed at me. I shall be paying close attention. So Pete Morgan has said, take the pressure off and just run for fun. Ease off through till Christmas, ready to hit the new year with new goals. In the meantime, you could plan some fun races like the Newcastle Dales Dash. Yeah, no, he's, he's uh, right, yeah. He's, that's similar to being cool, isn't it? It is, yeah. yeah. Uh, Stephen McCann, he says variation. A bit of road, a bit of trail. Try to get some morning running in above the fog. Um, and find somewhere else new to run, you know. So, yeah, mix it up a bit, you know. Do something a bit different. Yeah. Glenn Badley has said, use the time to start to assemble targets and races for the following year. Without targets of some kind, it's very easy to ease off too much. Doing different training sessions also helps. Again, now, this is something else now with me being so busy at weekends. I haven't, I'm quite a planner for races, and I haven't been able to do that. So, literally, all I've got at the moment is the race I'm going to beat you at, Gareth. So, I need to find a few more things that I can do. Yeah. <laughs> You're not going to beat me, mate. Um... <laughs> Chris Hardman says, uh, running is so much better in autumn. He struggles in the summer. No mojo issues when it's cold and wet. So, yeah, they're all say the masochists that listen to this show. They are, actually, aren't they? Yeah. Tonya Vernon is um, but the obvious one. Try to go for a run in the daylight. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Friday Friday runs. We'll have to resume them soon, guys. Yeah, I'll be back. Be back, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, no, yeah, maximise those, you know, those days when it is sunny, you know get out because <laughs> you haven't got many yeah I think that's about it though. well no D- so, Drew, not... Drew Wilson no he's, he's I do this every yeah week, you've so. always forgotten someone yeah Drew <laughs> yeah. Wilson's found a way around it and he says a good a good head torch makes running at night safer so yeah um, he's, he's also put a link to a, a one he recommends and Drew would know his uh, his head torches wouldn't he but um yeah, so he's obviously got shares. He's it? obviously got yeah. shares, isn't it? Yeah, but yeah, um, if you are out running, and I do beat on to all my runners on a Wednesday, you know, he's you know, a bit high vis clothing, you know, get a you know, make sure you're spotted, you know, if you've got a head torch, Aldi do some cheap ones, you know, or you can get a nice, really good one that works that Drew's recommended, you know, but yeah, dress nice and bright, yeah, get the get the flash kit out, yeah. Right, next week's question. Um, so I have set this question, and it's going to be, what is the best comment you've had from a spectator during a race? <laughs> uh, I think this could be quite interesting. I might, we might have to get the beeper out for next week. <laughs> yeah, I will post the question over the weekend. We did it, didn't we, this week? We did, um, yeah, well done. So, mate. yeah, look out for it and, and get thinking.
It's time for your friendly fixture service. Now, we're a bit thin on the ground at the moment for fixtures. So I've come up with the few that I've got in the local area, and then I've added a couple of extras that are slightly further out of the area in case you um, need to spread your wings a little. So where are we starting, mate? We're starting on the 9th. Uh, we've got the uh, Ch- Cheshire 10K and the Warrington Way Ultra. Yeah, and then on the 10th, we've got the Roaches Fall Race and we've got the new Kids Park Run in Kids Grove. Yes, yeah, yeah. So it's just up the road. Um, Newcastle Underlines. Newcastle Underlines, a funny old place, isn't it? Yeah, so it's actually... Where we live in the middle of Newcastle Underland, there's this close to park runs, but it's because it spreads out so far. But yeah, in in, in Clough <laughs> Park, uh, Newcastle Underland's first uh, junior park run. So yeah, the junior park yeah. runs are fantastic if you've never been to one. It's um, imagine the buzz you get from a park run and multiply it by about a hundred, and that's what you get at junior park run. So yeah. Um, well worth going in and you know if you're an avid volunteer and you don't have children you know they'll you know you can do your bit of volunteering there you know or yeah. take the kids and on, wear them out on the fifth on the 15th we've got now this isn't a local race but you will find some people running through the area it's um escape from Meriden, which starts in the center of england and basically the idea is within 24 hours you've got to run as far away as the crow flies from the centre of England. So, if you're about on that weekend and you're out running along the canal or somewhere through Stoke, you might bump into some people with boiler suits and head torches on, and they will be the escapees from Meriden. So, say hello to them, give them a kick up the backside, because no doubt by the time they've got to Staffordshire or Cheshire, they will be flagging. Um, and yeah, maybe have a little run with them and encourage them along. That happened to me last year when I did it. Somebody had a chat with me that was uh, running towards Chester on the canal. Um, right, and then the other ones, we have just not, well, come up with a couple that um, people might be interested in. We've got the Mad Jacks 5, the Derby 10 Mile, and the Matthew Walker 10K Pudding Run, which is in here near Derby. And that's your friendly fixture service brought to you by Runsaf, Staffordshire and Cheshire. So competition winner, I, I think for the I, I think for the blatantly obvious um, Tonya, for, all she said is go out for a run in the daylight. Yeah, well, <laughs> stating that yeah, I'll get, that's I'll get a, that's a way of getting around running so, in the yeah. dark nights, isn't it? Just go running in the daylight. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, Tonya. Get your details over to us if you fancy a run at Mad Jacks, which is this Saturday. So you haven't got much time to do it. Um, get your details over to us and you can join the other five or 600 runners that will be there running through that big, dirty river. Uh, next week, uh, right, we're going to go for interaction. So you need to share the podcast and on social media or in another way. But you'll need to obviously make us aware that you've done that so we can enter you into the competition. So tag us in it or whatever you need to do. Uh, and the winner will win a place to the Western Park 10K, which is obviously in Western Park, south of Staffordshire. Uh, and the winner will be announced next week on the podcast. 
Okay, well, that's about it, Mick. Thanks for joining us tonight. Thank you for having me, guys. Thanks for your fantastic feature. What are you up to this week, Mick? Uh, I'm off to Strathclyde. Another nice local one you've got. Yeah, Scotland, yeah. (laughs) What are you doing there? Well, it's a time to run events, um, and it's a marathon, a half, and a 10k, depending on how many times you run around the lake. Ah, right, okay, it's one of them. Yes. So you'll have lots of folks who's the thing. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, have a great time, mate. Uh, Keep us posted how you do. I will. Stick a photo on the Ronsack page so we can see of yourself, not of, of the other runners. Uh, show us what you, where you are, and what you're up to. Hello. What about you, mate, Gareth? Oh, me, I'm uh, running around New Zealand still. So yeah, I apologise to anyone looking at my Strava. Um, yeah, Parker on Saturday, hopefully in Napier. Um, I've got a cricket match this afternoon. Hopefully, the England boys can get back on track. Um, oh no, I haven't. I haven't seen. Are we not doing very well? <laughs> it's wonderful that they're playing all the games in the middle of the day in New Zealand, but that also means it's in the middle of the night in England. So yeah, unless you're up watching Sky Sports at two in the morning, you're not gonna, you know, you're not gonna see our brave boys. So um, yeah, um, yeah, we we won the first one, did all right, and uh, we lost the second one. But it's T20, you know, it's a bit, but yeah, a bit of a lottery, and we're trying a lot of new young lads. So it's not the lads that won the World Cup. So yeah, but no. I can't, I can't, I've got nothing to grumble about. It's a, a fantastic place. So yeah, just enjoying New Zealand and uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, and I'll, I'll be back. I'll be back soon to put my head torch on and me and me high vis going out in the rain. So and reading through, trying to find some motivation. Um, what are you up to, mate? Yeah, pulling them tactics from the Facebook question and trying to get out for some runs. I failed tonight, so it all a new chapter starts tomorrow. Um, but yeah, other than that, I've got a couple of events I'm timing at. One out in Derby, which is a relay, and we've got a couple oh, of Stoke man. team coming out. <laughs> and um, on Saturday, I'm at the Mad Jacks that we spoke about, which is um, Shrewsbury Way. So yeah, I'm out of the area, two new events. So that should keep things interesting. But yeah, other than that, just preparing to beat you in April next year. Keep going, mate. Um, speaking of longer races, which the marathon is, we, we've got an upcoming feature coming up uh, every month. Is that right, Andy? We've got a, Glenn Bradley's going to tell us a bit about the interesting world of ultra running. So, something I, yeah, I, I yeah, don't, so our, I don't um, reviewer, um, our reviewer this month, uh, this week, he, um, Glenn Bradley, he won the competition for the Flying Fox and he had a chat with me and he is willing to do a feature every month on ultra running so that's great news um glenn is an avid ultra runner um, who went short on the weekend and yeah he's going to um, spread the news to us on a monthly basis on the longer game of running um so should we sign off with that we'll sign off yeah uh, keep run sacking everybody yeah keep run sacking what keep run sacking <laughs> yeah see you later everyone bye Bye. What was that? It's a car. They have cars here, you know. Um, Where are you? I'm on Vickerman Street. Um, (laughs)